Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sunny Mary Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fiddler. And today, I'm actually going to do a little introduction first um, on peonies. But the truth is, I recorded this episode last April. It is now Halloween, October 31st. And we recorded it last April when we recorded like 20 episodes. And I planned for this one to come out in June when peonies were blooming. Um, but I had a lot of other episodes that kind of needed to come out at that time. Like there was one on wedding flowers and there was, you know, so there were some episodes that just the timing of it, it didn't really make sense to release this one in June. So we're releasing it now in the fall because this is when we're planting peonies. So just a little update, what I talked about then, I was like, well, let's see, is that still relevant from six months ago? I mean, it is, the information is, but right now we had we had six rows, no, we had five rows of 128 peonies each. And in between them was a row of grass. And the row of grass was also five feet wide. And so we decided that we wanted to expand the peonies. And ultimately what we ended up doing was in between every other row, we laid down, um, some fabric. We should have done plastic, but we didn't have any. So we laid down fabric to kill the grass in between every other row. So essentially we have like a 16 foot row with a five or with a six foot row of grass and then another 16 foot row and then a six foot row of grass and then another 16 foot section. And so then it's, it's basically six rows of peonies running north and south. So each of those sections will have whatever 128 times three is. And so we basically, we didn't want to tear up any more lawn. We didn't want to make our yard smaller. We didn't want to expand into the meadow. And so this just made the most sense. And then we have, we still have rows of grass in between where we can drive the four-wheeler, where we can harvest much easier. And so right now it is snowing outside. It is 30 degrees. But after we peeled back that fabric, the grass underneath it was mostly dead. There were still some thistles and stuff that were alive but and some dandelion weeds. But then Brent went through with the tiller and killed that and worked up that dirt. And then we laid fabric on top of it and then stapled that down. And now we'll go through with the propane torch, burn those basically 128 holes in all three of them and plant more peonies. That will make my grand total a little over a thousand. And I think we'll just fill in the gaps the next next spring, whatever isn't. I'll probably buy like 50 more roots of just random colors, which I know that it's going to be weird to have one weird, you know, a pink one in the middle of row of yellow, but just to fill in where, you know, the ones that didn't survive or whatever that might be. But for the most part, most of our peonies made it. So yeah, go ahead and listen to the rest of the episode, but that's what we're doing now. That's where our numbers are now. If you've been following me and you're like, this doesn't make sense, but it's because I recorded it last April. So thank you. All right, podcast listeners, I have an ask of you. Between writing these episodes, recording, editing, uploading, and the fees to even have an account, this podcast takes a lot of time, effort, and resources. I'm fortunate to have a team helping me out, but it's time to evaluate where this podcast is going and if we can continue doing this. 
I have had so many messages and emails letting me know that this podcast has brought some bit of joy to people's day or week and is entertaining, inspiring, or in some other day just improves their life, their drive, whatever it might be. And I want to keep this podcast focused on content that informs, entertains, and is mindful of your time. And one way to accomplish this is through direct listener support. Your support would help the show not only continue, but grow. If you look at this episode's notes, you'll find a link that talks about Sunny Mary Meadow Premium. I've set up a link where you can quickly and easily support the show and the whole thing takes about 60 seconds. We are asking for $7 a month to help continue our mission. If the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast is a part of your day or week and you love what you're doing, please visit the link and consider supporting us. As a special thank you, you will receive access to weekly bonus episodes of what we did on the farm that week. It's anywhere from a five to 15 minute episode. So think of that $7 as a high five to keep us going and creating the episodes. So it's less than $2 a week just to keep us going so we can keep doing this. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. Today we are going to talk about what seems to be everyone's favorite flower, peonies. And it is April 11th, 2023. And just as an example, peonies grow in Minnesota, usually in June. I checked today because someone asked me to for her bridal shower this weekend. I checked with my wholesaler and a bunch of five peonies. I don't think they're any specific brand. It just said peony comma imported is what it said. And it was $29 for five stems. So I mean, that's what peonies cost. That's the wholesale price. And when you buy from a florist, the general rule is to mark it up 250%. So that's what you pay if you want a bouquet of peonies in your wedding bouquet or, you know, a funeral arrangement or an anniversary present, like it's gonna be expensive. So if you said, I want a dozen peonies, that's gonna be $80 times two and a half. Like that's, yeah, it's, it's gonna be $200 for a dozen peonies. Yep. That's, that's what that's gonna cost again this time of year when they're not local. However, I don't think that they go down that much. And so that's why when, when growers sell them, I mean, they're, They're a very, very valuable investment. And that's why I planted 500 plants last year. And we'll just see. We're just really hoping that they survive. Um, The snow literally just melted. So I can start seeing some of them pop up today. But yeah, I planted 500 peony plants last year. And they came in bare roots. So it's, it's a root with, you buy them based on the number of eyes, which is next year's plant is on this root and you can, I'll put some pictures of it on my blog post that goes along with this, but you can buy them. You can spend more money on ones that have three to five eyes or even five to seven eyes. Otherwise the standard is two to three with most of them probably just having two. And that's just going to give you a quicker return on your investment because you really shouldn't pick flowers or cut flowers from them until at least at least year two, but a lot of them are saying like year three, give that plant a chance to really establish. And even then don't cut past a third of the stem. So leave, leave two thirds of the plant there because it it needs that foliage to die naturally so that the plant can be healthy for the next year. 
and not die. So I have like 15 varieties of peonies that I planted. These rows are 120 feet long. Every three feet, I put two plants because they'll bush out. But yeah, I think that, I think there's 520 of them down there. I got I got to count again. But some varieties were literally 30 bucks a root, and I bought 500 of them. I think the cheapest ones were maybe six bucks. So it, it was a lot. It was tens of thousands of dollars. It was almost 20,000. I think it was like $17,000 or something that I spent on peonies. And so again, in a couple of years, when I'm selling them for four bucks a stem or whatever it ends up being, that's why. It's, it is an enormous investment and that's why they cost so much, but they are so much work and so much time, but there's a reason that everybody loves them. And I really don't try to like get into the money of this, and, you know, and now everyone's going to go turn their entire yard to peonies and good luck, go for it. I don't care. Like whatever, there's, there's enough peonies for everyone. What I can really see happening here at Sunny Mary Meadow is in eight years, maybe I cut half of them and let half of them just bloom and then, you know, photos and, you know, whatever that ends up being or letting people pick their own or I don't know, like, we'll just see. But because the problem is like most flowers, you need to cut them before they open. And so again, I can't wait to see 500 peony bushes in bloom. Well, I really hope you don't because that means that nobody's buying my peonies because I'm hoping to save every single one of them and sell them. So, and maybe I sell them wholesale, direct to a wholesaler. Maybe I sell them to customers. You know, we'll just have to see how that opens. Like I said, you plant them, they're a root, their foliage or leaves starts emerging early in the spring. And then in the fall, it dies back naturally in the ground or, you know, it just dies back and then they, they're just dormant. So it is best to wait a couple of years before harvesting them. Otherwise you're going to sacrifice future growth. And yes, it's going to be hard to resist that. I had 80 of them over where my high tunnel was and we actually had to, and they would have been able to pick next year. And so this was a really difficult decision, but my fiance and I decided to move them when we were moving the rest of them. So I could have had 80 peony plants, probably a thousand stems that I could be cutting from in a month. And instead I have none. I do have some people that have some established plants on their farms that um, they're going to let me buy them so that I can sell them this year in 2023. So I'll still have some to offer customers, but otherwise, yeah, we just thought, you know what, they, they need to move to their permanent spot. All we're doing is kicking the can down the road. We need to, it's going to affect where the high tunnel goes. Like we need to just move them because really you shouldn't move them, you know, more than every 10 years or so. But even then, like these things live for a decade, you know, once they're established, they could just be there forever. You can buy a potted peony, but again, that's going to be 50 bucks at a garden center. A potted peony, like in certain varieties, that's how much it costs. So for best results, and again, I have a wholesale license, so that's how I was able to buy some of these varieties. And at the end, I'm going to go through all of the varieties that I have that I could remember. <laughs> I went through all my notes from where I bought them, but it's this bare root that's dug up and then it's shipped dormant in the fall. And then you plant them immediately so that they can establish before the cold in the winter sets in. So I planted, yeah, all of these last October. I did landscape fabric, burned holes in them, dug up a hole with a shovel or a, actually a hori hori knife. And I will link that on my blog post, but it's called a hori hori knife. And it's the absolute best like kind of hand spade that you can possibly use. But my friend Emily and my friend Heather, if you guys are listening, thank you so much. They came and helped. We planted all of these peonies the week that I was able to move out of a camper for eight months into my newly built house. I had been living in a camper for eight months and guess when the peonies finally showed up? Literally 
like the day that I'm able to move into the house. And so I'm like trying to unpack and I'm like, you guys, I have 500 peonies to plant. And they're like, okay, we'd rather help you unpack your new house, but yeah, we'll just help you get these peonies planted. So like that's friends. That's some good friends. So Heather and Emily, thank you. Peonies prefer full sun. At least six hours of uninterrupted daylight is preferred, but you know, again, full sun, the better. And most soil types are going to be fine as long as they're not going to like get rot from the root. So, you know, find a spot that has good drainage and, you know, no standing water. So when you plant these roots, and again, I'm going to put episode notes on my blog, but sunnymarymeadow.com slash podcast, and you'll find this one there. So you're going to dig a hole a couple times as wide as the root. And then if you need to add some compost or something. So I had actually like killed the grass. The tarp had been on there for months. And then we were able to just like work that into the soil. So, I mean, I think we were just fine. So I didn't add any compost on them when planting. But this spring, I'm going to add some compost on top as like on top of the holes. So you want to make sure that you don't plant them too deep. Because if they're too deep, they're not going to flower. And that happened a couple of the years when Josh and I lived in town. I had been gifted or maybe, I can't remember. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I thought you split a peony like you do a hosta. And so I dug it up and dug it in half. And, you know, we were there for six years. I'm like, this thing never flowers. And now I'm like, oh, that's why I never even looked that up. Like, So you really don't want the roots, you know, to be super deep. And you just want them right below the soil surface. And they're going to grow over time and get a lot bigger, these roots are. So that's why you want them at least three feet apart. It's not so much that the bushes are going to be touching, even though you, you don't want the leaves brushing up against each other necessarily because you want them to have good airflow so they don't get diseases. But really the biggest thing is that the, the roots underneath, you don't want them brushing. So in the spring, like I said, before the leaves have come up, you're going to put some light mulch of compost a couple inches deep on top to feed the new growth. So that's where I'm at right now. I've got the tarp with the holes in it, the plant are just starting to pop through. The snow just melted. It's April. I'm going to go through and put some compost on top. If you are growing as a hobby grower, landscaper, and you want you want them around just for looks and you want them to bloom, they're going to need extra staking the double flowered types, which is what most of them are, because otherwise their, their flower heads are just too much weight and they're going to tip over. So there's a couple different things that I've used in the past. One is this like circle with lines through it almost like a almost like, like a, a grill plate like the metal yeah, rack kind you put of, in a grill kind of yep and then like but almost like tic-tac-toe in the middle okay with lines kind of like that I'm picturing then, like a charcoal grill the yeah. metal thing that sits in yes, there yep but just yep exactly without them being super close together and it's it's almost like a tic-tac-toe thing. okay and then they have there's like three stakes that support it and maybe you put it about 16 inches above the ground and then it grows through that naturally. So right about the bottom third to half of the plant is supported by that. And then they're they're upright. So it's not necessarily just corralled around the edges because then they'll flop in the middle, but they're, it's supported throughout the middle of it. And I, I know I bought those off of Amazon. I will link it in here. So if you're, if you're growing in your landscaping and you hate having the peonies falling over your sidewalk, these are perfect for that. However, if you're growing them as a cut flower, you really don't need it because you're cutting them before they're opening. So if you absolutely have to, and I don't know why you would have to do this unless I guess you want more plants, but I would wait until the fall to ever divide any mature plants. If they're crowded or they're not producing well and it's been like 10 years, you can divide them up. Or if 
you know, your grandma has 60 peony plants out in the country and you want some, like divide them in the fall. Don't lift the entire plant out like you would a hosta. Like a hosta, you, you know, you dig around the whole thing, dig it up, divide it in half, stick half of it back in the ground. Like just take a pitchfork and a spade shovel and take off the part of it that you're going to take. Leave the other half, third, two thirds of the plant just in the ground unless you're going to just completely remove the whole thing. I get messages all the time from people like one of my friends, Katie, she messaged me last year or the year before. And she's like, Hey, you know, her mom had passed away like five years before. She's like, we, we finally sold the house. I want the peony plants. What do we do? And it's like July. (laughs) I'm like, well, you try, you dig it up and you try. I'm like, I would, you know, maybe divide them in a couple, but don't plant them too deep. But like, this is not the ideal time, but what else you can do? Leave them there and then you'll never get it back. Or, you know, so it's like sometimes in a pinch, like if you absolutely have to, you can do that. But I don't know, that's not the ideal time to do it. Some people will divide in the spring and that's what people think you're supposed to do. And it's funny because older people will always tell me like, you divide in the spring, you divide in the spring. I'm like, Every single book or blog post I've ever read says to divide in the fall, but okay, whatever. So when you do, if you were to dig them up in the fall or the spring, I guess, whenever you're doing it. So just kind of gently wash the the roots clean that you can see the eyes, which are the little swollen red buds um, that are next year's flower stems. And then you can split the roots apart with a knife or a sharp snips. And then that way you'll know like, each root has a couple of eyes and you're good to go. And then you could replant them in the garden. It's kind of like dahlias. You know, they need that eye. If it doesn't have an eye, that root's not going to produce a flower. Like I said, the plants need to be spaced apart. One, because of the root system. And if they get too crowded, they can't expand. But the other thing is if there's not good airflow and there's a lot of wet springy leaves and there's a lot of plants close together, it's called botrytis. B-O-T-R-Y-T-I-S. I've never seen it. I've never had peonies close to anything, but that's a word that you see all the time with the peony plants and you got to be really careful with that. So plant spacing and airflow is going to help with that, but being careful not to you know, use a dirty scissors or anything like that if you if you see it. Then, like I said, in the fall, when the leaves die, just like let them die back naturally. And I just clean up in the spring. I go through with, with the scissors and you know, clean them up the few that I've had. I'm thinking I don't have an answer. You know what? We're going to Google this because I don't know now that I think about it. So say, say it's five years from now and I have, it's the fall and I have 500 peony plants that are bushes. When do I cut down those leaves? Do I cut them in the fall? And I would assume I just use like a weed whacker is what I'm going to have to do. I don't think I want to use a brush mower, but I can't go through with a hand scissors with 500 plants. I mean, I guess I could, but no, no thanks. I have, so it's meant for like cutting down tree limbs when you're out bow mm-hmm. hunting. That would hack pretty fast. Yeah. But you're doing 500 plants too. Yeah. So I think, so I have like a pole saw. Yeah. It's- yeah. So I have a pole saw that I've used for like my amaranth and some of those, and some of the sunflower stalks. But I do think if the flower, if they're dead, okay, wait until Google says, <laughs> wait until the leaves yellow in the fall. That's your sign that it's that the peony's larder is fully stocked and it's okay to trim. So make sure that your larder is stocked, okay? (laughs) That's exactly Um, what I was going to say. They need little pruning, but it's important for the plant's health to maintain its shape. Cutting away dead foliage helps prevent... 
helps control insects and diseases. So, okay. You can cut them back in the fall once they turn yellow or brown, and then you cut them to the ground. Early fall or after frost is the ideal time to cut back the plants. Cutting them in the fall helps remove foliar diseases and reduce infection the next year. Simply cut all the growth off at the soil level and discard. Now that you're saying that out loud, I have a neighbor that has beautiful peonies right on the sidewalk that's right on my property line too so I get to mm-hmm. enjoy them nice. and in the fall they'd cut it down to the nubbin yeah so that's making more sense yeah now. so I'm yeah like I said I, I hadn't really put thought into it like I think okay yeah get rid of it in the fall but otherwise do I want to just be lazy and wait until the spring probably not because it's going to be you know think of your irises and think of your some of your plants where it's just like dead leaves decaying and I don't want to have to clean those up so the very first year I planted those 80 of them I actually put a little bed of straw like a little pile of straw on top of each of the peonies for insulation. That was kind of the recommendation since they're planted so shallow. But actually after I planted these 500, we ended up getting literally six inches of snow like days later. And then the snow is just melting now and it's April 11th. So actually they had perfect insulation and like the snow is finally melting and I have tulips popping in through the snow and the snow's been there the whole time. It's one thing to have tulips popping through the snow or peonies popping through the snow when like there's been no snow for a month and then you get a little bit of snow like that's cute no literally the snow is just now melting it's been a weird year we got 91 inches I think in St. Cloud so yeah that's been a little crazy there we go there's the answer to that that's when I'll cut back the leaves and again I'm not this big peony expert I'm just telling you what I did like I don't know maybe you'll be like wow she lost a lot of money on peonies yeah maybe maybe we'll see or I'm going to have a peony subscription and you're all going to wish you had bought some peonies yourself. <laughs> so now I'm just going to tell you some of the varieties that I have. And I, I think I know roughly how many I have of each. But yeah, so I have, oh, one more thing before I talk about these, how to make them last longer. And I have done this and I've had them last about three weeks, but that was, that's the longest I tried. But basically these flowers, you want to cut them when they're at the marshmallow stage, because if you wait until they're fully open, they're only going to last like a day in the vase and all the petals fall off. And then like the middle falls out and those little tiny stringy looking things are all over your table. And it's just so frustrating. So the thing is you can check at 10 in the morning and they're not ready. And by 4 PM, that flower will be ready. It happens so quickly. So yeah, these 500, I don't know what's going to happen. I think we'll just never leave our house for those 12 days in June. I don't know. haven't really thought that far ahead. We'll figure that out. So they can last, you know, a long time in the cooler, but basically remove almost all of the leaves. You're going to cut them like 16 to 18 inches. You don't want to cut all the way to the ground. The plant needs that foliage left so that it can photosynthesize and produce, you know, for the next year and needs it for its life cycle. So 16 to 18 inches of stem. So leaving several leaves at the bottom of the stem still there. And like I said, they can open so quickly on hot days. So your biggest harvest is going to be later in the evening. Once they hit the marshmallow stage where they literally feel like a squishy marshmallow, that's when you want to cut them. So the color is showing, but the buds are soft all the way through. And this is before the petals have begun to open. So you're going to cut them down 16 to 18 inches. You're going to remove all of the leaves off of that stem because otherwise they're just going to wilt anyway. Put them in bunches of 10 or so. And actually I think you can do even more. And then I wrap them in newspaper and then you can put them in the vegetable crisper of 
your fridge or for me, my walk-in cooler, and it's perfect. And a lot of different sources that I have read say you can do this for up to three months. Months, not weeks, not days, months. And so this can really spread out the blooms. Again, this this is going to be a game changer for me. I hope that I never have to do it for months. I hope I never have to do it for even weeks. Like I hope that I can plan my my harvest and my blooms and everything around that. Depends, you know, how wholesalers buy them, if they'll buy them that way or I don't know. We'll just have to play around with that. To me, it's like I don't want a cooler full of stuff because, you know, for weeks or months. I mean, I guess like if it was my own wedding or my best friend's wedding and she wanted peonies the end of July, like, okay, yep, I can get you a thousand peonies, but okay, all right, we can do this. Like there would be a reason to do it, but I'd rather not risk that. What if the electricity goes out overnight and then all of a sudden all of those are gone? Plus you're paying that electricity. You're paying, you know, just because you can have peonies late July. Like how about you sell sunflowers in late July? How about you sell your peonies in June? That's that's an idea. Um, But... It is nice to be able to have them last, say, bunch up for me, a bunch up a thousand of them, because if I'm going to sell 10 stems in flower subscriptions, if I end up doing a peony subscription, which I fully plan on doing like a tulip subscription, a peony or ranunculus subscription, and then like a summer one, but we'll just have to see how that all goes. But yeah, they can, they can last a really long time that way. So the ones that I have are Bowl of Beauty. So they're they're pink outer petals with like a cream colored center. And I planted 25 of those. Coral Charm. I believe I have 60 of those. And they're a, a peachy coral color that kind of fades as it opens up more. They're absolutely beautiful. They are gorgeous. If you do have them in your landscaping, they're enormous. So you need to really stake them early. Raspberry Sunday. It literally looks like vanilla ice cream with raspberry jam going over it. So it's, it's, it's beautiful. I planted, I think, 50 of those. The most of them that you see in this area are either Festiva Maxima or Sarah Bernhardt. And I think I did a hundred of each of those, uh, mainly because confession, they're cheap <laughs> compared to the rest. So the Festiva Maxima, they're white with like little kind of hot pink lightning bolts through them. Not lightning bolts, but little tiny, tiny streaks. Like they're from a distance, they're white with like just little touches of pink. So there is a clothing boutique called white peony. I say peony. They say peony, white peony, but whatever, white peony, peony. So I've already been in contact with her like, hey, in a couple of years, I'm going to have a lot of white peonies. I think you're going to want them. So we'll see. I'm really hoping for a really fun partnership with them um, to do like a white peony festival with Sunny Mary Meadows. So we'll see how that goes. Sunny Girl, they're a really pretty yellow color. And I think I planted... 20 of those. And then I got more salmon saucer. They're really similar to the coral charm, but they're more salmon-y. Paula Faye, Angel Cheeks, and Amy Joe. So they're all a little bit more fuchsia color. And I think I got 60 of those each. So add all that math up. I think those are the ones I got. And then I feel like there's a couple more, but I can't quite remember. The fern peonies, those are like $50 peach and they're really pretty. There's one that's like a Scarlet O'Hara and it's this red color and it's yeah named after Scarlet from Gone with the Wind and I love them and the leaves are this like fern looking thing but I just I could not bring myself to buy those. I mean maybe someday but it's like am I really going to get that much of a return of investment off of you know if I buy 10 of those I can buy a hundred of a different one like meh nope we're good like and I don't think my customers want that. I really don't. Abby what peony peony 
questions do you have? Tomato, tomato. (laughs) So as I mentioned, my neighbor has a gorgeous peony in the corner of the yard. And I was actually kind of thinking last year and I'm like, well, what if I planted like a hedge of them? Is that possible? Yeah. Okay. Oh, people, people do that all the time. But are you going to be in your house in 10 years? Probably. Look at the housing market. Okay. 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 (laughs) Then, then I think it's worth it. But I mean, to really get those established, it's, I mean, it's a good five or six years, I would say. I mean, if you're going to buy them to enjoy blooms rather than just like, oh, I got three flowers. Okay, cool. So if I were to start them this year, size wise, what would they grow to about? Because it's probably going to be mostly greenery. Mm-hmm. They probably won't even have a bloom the okay. first year, meaning next year. Yep. So that's 2024. 2025, they might have two. Okay. 2026, you know, hopefully that's when they get like 10 blooms and, you know, a 10 year old plant can have like 30 blooms. Okay. Mm-hmm. How far apart would I space them? Cause you said they need air to breathe. Three feet. Three feet. Okay. And it's not so much because they'll, they'll have air on the other sides, but it's their root systems can't get entangled and right. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. No, I think a peony hedge would be beautiful. And once the flowers are done, you can cut the flowers off after they're done blooming. Or like I said, you got to corral them or stake mm-hmm. them somehow. But yeah, it'd be a good good hedge bush. Good, But I, I mean, there's nothing in the winter. Right. But if you do a row of boxwoods, you know, I don't know, whatever that ends up being. like. I just feel like what, by the time they're established, I'm going to be at that age where I'm going to be saying, stay off my lawn. Yeah, And exactly. if there's something to keep kids off my lawn. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Where would you recommend I as Is someone... Is it sunny back there though? It's sunny, yeah. Okay, it's okay. all sun all day. So not having a wholesale license, not being a flower farmer myself, where would I go to purchase them? A garden center. A garden center, I okay. don't... Maybe you can buy bare roots without a wholesale license, but I don't know that there are any reputable companies that aren't going to come with like disease or hmm. I don't know. So don't go to Craigslist. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Like maybe I should check out Craigslist. <laughs> Black market. Uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's our episode on peonies. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. Sunnymarymeadow.com.